0: named later and you should recognize me well hello
1: everybody and welcome to another edition of the players named later podcast i'm ed that's dan say hi dan
2: hi ed what's up man long time to no talk
1: and today we are going to be covering the mlb trade deadline as it happened today it wound up finalized itself at 6 p.m eastern time But up until seven o'clock, we were still getting trades before we even get there. Something big just happened, and it happened against one of the teams we follow, and that is Fran Beer. Oh, I just forgot his name. Valdez Valdez just no hit the Guardians in
2: a, I believe it was a
1: three to nothing victory for the Astros. Who, yeah, Kevin Williams
2: pitched really well, too.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of that going around. But either way, Houston bolstered their starting rotation, although it doesn't look like they need it, but there were just a lot of stuff that happened. Dan, where do you want to start? Do you want to go all the way back to probably the first big deal that happened?
2: Yeah, let's uh let's I mean let's let's just go back to where it all started on the thirtieth. This was the first piece to fall and pieces follow
1: and that was the fireballer rolled well the Former fireballer and hottest closer ever, Aroldis Chapman, he decided to go to Texas from Kansas City in favor of a first-rounder in 2016, Cole Reagans, a relief pitcher, and Rony Cabrera, who is playing in the Dominican League. Obviously, this was a pickup for Texas, as they are in the heat of things in the AL
2: West. This very well could, um, this very well actually could be a a steal of the, the trade deadline realistically even though this happened back in june um because neither one of these players are ranked in their was ranked in uh kansas city's top 30 i'm sorry yeah. texas's top 30 so it's not like they really gave up much here obviously you don't know what's going to happen with cabrera he, he's only in the dominican League. he's young i believe he's like 17 right so you don't really know what's going to happen but uh this i mean with the deals they proceeded to make this could be one of the this could kind of be the piece that put it all together in a sense Baltimore was quiet. Most of the day, they did get a big piece right
1: at the deadline, but their first trade came on July 20th. Speak on it.
2: Yeah. So we got Fuji and a lot of people were uh, not happy about that. Um, He came out the gate terrible. There's no other way to put it. Um, As it went, as it, as it went through and he's calmed down, his last few outings have been magnificent from a realistic standpoint. Like He's came in in high leverage situations and has done exactly what he needs to do. One of the deadliest uh, 7-8-9s you you have in the majors right now is in that Baltimore bullpen. And that's not from a uh, bias standpoint. That is from a fact standpoint.
1: Now, talk to me about the next trade we have on our list. And that is Boston and the Dodgers hooking up to send Enrique Hernandez to
2: Boston or to to the Dodgers. Kike went to, to the Dodgers and Boston got back. Uh, A top, uh, Nick Robertson, who's now the top 30 prospect in the Boston organization, don't know much about Justin uh, Hagenman, but realistically, I feel like this might have been those things like uh, old face, old face, old place as well, because KK played well here since going back to the Dodgers. He hasn't been playing bad either. I've been swinging the bat pretty well, so maybe it was just a comfort, comfortability thing with him. I'm not sure, but uh, it's a good bench piece for them, especially because they got some guys that are starting to get a little beat up now on that same day
1: Dustin Floro went to Minnesota in exchange for Jorge whatever in exchange for Jorge Lopez a good late inning guy Uh, this
2: but isn't Minnesota trying to make a push for the central so both these guys have struggled this year Uh, Floro has also been a very good late inning guy uh, in Mm -hmm. Miami in Miami so it's kind of like maybe these guys just need a, a new face a new place for, for a solid face. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm going to try to make, make some of this rhyme because this is, this can be a little grueling at times. Oh, it's uh, very good. We're going to go through this. I'm so, already exhausted. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm not sure. We'll see what happens with you two guys, but both these guys work solid back end, uh, back end of the arm, back end arm, bullpen guys.
1: Two days later, we found out Shohei Otani is not going anywhere and will be an angel through the end of the year. Because the Angels decided to go all-in, acquiring Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez from the White Sox for two very high-ranked prospects in Kai Bush and Edgar Garro, a catcher who is ranked 65 so. in the MLB prospect
2: watch. Dave, uh, yeah. you making a push. Yeah, I mean, the, the Angels are trying to go for, I guess, a wild card at this point. Because uh, when you have Texas and Houston in your division... I don't really know. This is going to be an interesting AL West race. Uh, I wonder if the Angels, as of, like, the trade deadline today, if they just kind of looked at what the other two teams did and they were just like, fuck. Like, is this it's just really... maybe their push to say, hey, Shohei,
1: we're trying to put a team together around you kind of thing, maybe?
2: Like, hey, we're trying. Yeah, but yeah I mean, maybe. I think this was their only way to try to keep him in the offseason as well. Um, was to try to show them that they're willing to try to do something here. I mean, Trout should be coming back soon. You got some other guys coming back. I mean, we'll see what happens, but man, right. just you, if, if the Angels were in the Central and let's just say they were tied for first, they were just tied for first place. You had that team in the Central. I think everybody would look at them as the odds-on favor to win the division now Absolutely. after the moves they made. Uh, but man, they're in the the AL is
1: stacked. Speaking of the AL Central. The next trade we have on our list, Ahmed Rosario, goes from Cleveland to the Dodgers for Noah Syndergaard. You, you have in your one, notes? Yep. Yeah, nope. Okay. Rosar- Rosario needed to be gone. It probably uh, was it an exchange
2: in salary cap maybe. Like, was not, like There's no
1: salary cap in baseball, but, yeah, maybe. Maybe the Dodgers needed to free up space. Free Maybe know. the Dodgers needed to free up space. Maybe the Indi or Guardians needed to free up space
2: on the infield. I don't know a ton about the Indi- yeah, I was gonna say I don't know a ton about the Indians depth. Guardians. The, the Guardians depth in the infield to where if uh to where if maybe they just needed the roster spot for somebody else or something like that. So I don't know. This was uh one of those weird ones for me. Uh another former
1: Clevelander. Carlos Santana was on his way. He went to Milwaukee from Pittsburgh for Johnny Severino, who DSL Dominican
2: league, right? Yeah. The t- Dominican summer league. Don't know much about this guy. Uh, this yeah, was me. a, this was just, I guess, Pittsburgh trying to get something for a, a solid player. I think this was a, a decent pickup here for Milwaukee. The only thing I know about Carlos Santana is
1: the way that, Oh, uh, I can't remember his first name. But the uh, the secondary commentator on Indians Radio used to say his name. I loved it. Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember his name. Uh, David Robertson. A day later, decided er, is going to take his talents to South Beach in Miami,
2: and the Mets got two very good prospects. Yeah. So as we're going through this list, um, some of these you're going to hear you're going to hear me about talk about some of these prospects, and these were. Right now, these are where they are currently in the organization Organization they got traded to. Obviously, with the guys that were traded within the last two days, some of these are going to be where they ranked in that organization. Um, so that is what we're, we're kind of looking at here. Uh, Margo Vargas and Ronald Hernandez are now in the Mets organization, 7 and 19, respectively. Um, as well as looking at this, uh, both these guys are in rookie ball. You're going to notice that the Mets did something kind of different as they went through the trade deadline they just basically destroyed prospects. their future for payroll yeah i mean they just basically brought bought prospects uh there was a great quote we'll get to it later on uh but this was an interesting trade deadline for them and in a sense good for them for realizing they had to blow it up um moving on to uh, you have anything to add here
1: uh interesting thing that just came up from a notification on mlb martin maldonado has now caught three no hitters, tied for the most, are tied for third most in ALNL
2: history. Marquinhos Bonato has always been a solid catcher, to be completely honest.
1: And the Frambeer Valdez no hitter was a Maddox no hitter. He shut out with fewer than 100 pitches.
2: Sweet. So I wish he wouldn't have got hurt, and I wish Jordan wouldn't have got hurt, because I had both those guys in a parlay for a bet. It's dead now. But wow. uh, Valdez, Valdez was kind of a. In my opinion, a, well, he not in my opinion. He was one of the top odds favorites for Cy Young, and now he's just, I mean, getting injured and Right, it, it, it destroys
1: season. you like that. Uh, the Dodgers acquired two former Cardinals, Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly, in favor of the what is now the White Sox fourth prospect, the White Sox 26th now prospect,
2: and Trace Thompson, who I have no idea who that is. Trace Thompson, I mean, he's a solid. He's a solid outfielder. He's also Clay Thompson's brother. Oh, um, so I do know who that is, so I mean that's yeah, I mean there's not I don't have much to add, I don't know much about these these prospects here, but uh obviously, the White sox needed to rebuild as you go through this, and you hear some of the trades that they've made that they've made as well. they definitely add um right depth to their um, I can't think of the word help me with the word their organization farm system they've, they've added yeah, they've added organization it's to you saw what I was doing today for this show. yeah. Uh, let's move along. We're going to
1: talk about the Mets as they traded away another former Detroit Cy Young award winner in Max Scherzer. He is now a Texas Ranger and they got back Luis Angel Acuna, who is the, now the number two ranked prospect in the Mets organization, 44th overall in the MLB and Ronald Acuna's brother. So
2: so buying another prospect. This was a. Uh, so, this is very similar to a deal we're going to talk about a little bit later as well. I believe there's money going back to there. There definitely is money going back. Oh, to yes. yes. In this deal. Yeah. Um, it's the
1: same thing that's going on with Verlander, where they're paying yeah. a ridiculous amount of money for them not to play for them. In fact, Verlander yeah. also joined Scherzer in the comment we made on the show we recorded, our most recent Caps Lock show, where Scherzer's going to be paid a lot of money by at least two different teams to not play for them.
2: Yes. Um, and, Berlin, uh, they both are. Correct. And Scherzer is um yeah, we can just keep, oh Scherzer's the one that made the comment basically that the Mets that the Mets pretty much said that next year they're they may be the worst team in the majors. Probably not just because of some of the guys they have. They're but, going uh, to this be. is a building block for them. 2025, 2026 is where they're targeting a another run, basically, is is what their baseball what their head of baseball operations has came out and said. You know who's going to be the key for the Mets in 2024 to tell if they're going to be
1: contending or pretending? It's Francisco Lindor. He needs to return back to what he was. That's a different story for a different time. The Cardinals were busy with the next two trades as they hooked up with Toronto for the first of at least two. Sending Jordan Hicks up north in favor of Adam Klopfenstein, who is now the 23rd pick for St. Louis. And Sem Reberse, who is now the sixth I don't know how to say that last name overall prospect in the St. Louis organization. Both of those guys are in AAA. We're going to see both those guys
2: next year. I have a feeling. I definitely think it's possible, too. I didn't get to do as much as I wanted to uh, as far as research with some of these prospects. But obviously, this is depth that St. Louis needed from a pitching front. Absolutely.
1: Especially since their next trade involved one of their starting pitchers that got sent away between, well, this week. Jordan Montgomery and reliever Chris Stratton were sent to Texas for a middle-of-the-road reliever in John King. And Thomas Sagisi, who is now the eighth prospect in the St. Louis organization, and Tacoa Roby, who is now the fourth in the St. Louis organization. Uh, Sagisi's probably not going to be a shortstop, given the fact that Mason Wynn is about to make his debut in St. Louis. But Roby is an interesting pickup here.
2: Yeah, so one thing that actually, and, and I'm not trying to shit on your team, I'm just speaking from what I've oh, seen. Oh, by all means, really
1: we're going to do a lot of that um, coming up. Yeah,
2: but the organizational depth in St. Louis is is scary bad right now because Roby is their good. is their fourth is their fourth best prospect, and he's not on, on MLB's top 100, which is not something I'm used to seeing from an organization like St. Louis. So I think this I think this may be the best season that St. Louis could have had if they weren't going to. Be able to win a World Series because they are really restocking their farm system uh, with some good talents as well that as we're going to see later on here.
1: Well, now to be fair, they did have the number one guy get called up this year.
2: Yes, he did start.
1: Yes, and they have the they have had like board. three of the top ten in the last two years make it to the big club. So I'm neither here. I'm not there.
2: disagreeing with you, but what I'm saying is is normally this farm system has always had the talent there to replenish that. They're right top 10 but the, the top when you have
1: all of the top minor league talent that's eventually going to be major league talent and then you wind up having to trade away guys like Lane Thomas and Randy Orozarena and and you know insert other outfielder the Cardinals have traded away because there's going to log jam in the outfield here anyway let's move along and let's talk about another former cardinal that they had to trade away because of the log jam in the outfield Randall Grgic and CJ Cron are going to the Angels in favor of Jake Madden and Madison Albright, 20 and 21 now for Colorado. They
2: are both an Able.
1: Uh, this was the Angels trying to bulk
2: up their bench. Uh, I think both these guys are starters for the Angels, honestly. This isn't these aren't going to be bench guys for them. Uh, Taylor Hearn goes to Kansas City in favor of Nicky Lopez, the only thing the Braves
1: did this week,
2: which is kind of surprising. And... One of the only well, they have a lot of so they were in talks for a lot of these starters. But they have a lot of starters coming back off the I.L. soon. So either way,
1: you'd like to see somebody who's supposed to be the best team in, in their league do something more. Uh, let's see. We got and Aaron Savali goes from Cleveland to Tampa for Kyle Manzardo, who is now the 37th in the MLB pipeline and number three in Cleveland in AAA. He is a first baseman. He will be on the Guardians next year. Guaranteed. Given the fact yeah. that the Guardians have already traded away their first baseman. We'll find out about that later on. Yes, this was a,
2: so this is oddly a trade that I think both works for teams both teams. Yeah, Works for both teams, but also, in my opinion, Cleveland won this trade. See me in three is, years about that. So this kid, well, <laughs> the reason why I say Cleveland won, the way Tampa Bay develops pitching is a different story. Um Tampa Bay can develop pitching out of a trash bag, I feel like. But, uh, this, but kid, this kid's going to be a, a
1: really good year for a really
2: bad team. But All the guys you have one coming back to, like Cleveland had the pitching depth to do this move. And this is a bat that I feel like can be a, a, a centerpiece for this lineup for many years to come when you look at his stuff. Uh,
1: for five years until he runs out of team control and they have to trade him because they're not going to pay him. Uh, Seattle got Dominic Canzoni, the number, who's now the number 13th, Josh Rojas and Ryan Bliss, who's the 14th in the Seattle organization for Paul Sewald, who goes to Arizona. He still has one year of control for the Diamondbacks.
2: That's a pretty good piece for Arizona. That's a very good piece because the ba- the the back end of their bullpen was awful. In my opinion, they did not have a solid closer and Sewald is that guy that can be that closer for them for years to come. I'm not sure we should mention this. Milwaukee picked up Mark Canha from the Mets for their
1: now is the Mets 13th overall prospect and Justin Jarvis, and then probably sent Canha down to the minor leagues. Yeah, there's uh, got to
2: be something there with that.
1: I, I'm not sure why. Yeah, uh, Jimer Candelario goes to Chicago for goes DJ Hurts. Chicago. For DJ Hertz, who is the seventeenth now in Washington, and Kevin Maid, who is the sixteenth uh prospect in Washington. Why
2: does this why why? Why? Um, so the I'm very confused with Chicago because of where they are in the central. They they only have a shot to win the central, and I think it's a long shot, to be honest. Um and th- this trade doesn't really make sense, right? If you're the if you're the Cubs, you brought in all these guys on one-year deals or maybe a year an option, something along those lines, and then you go and get Candelero for your 16th and your who are now this they basically were in the same spot in in Chicago, right, the 16th and 17th spot, um, and they send t- for a rental to where it's not like you're getting a you're not a team like the Orioles, for example, this doesn't put them um, over the top is what you're saying, right? This doesn't put them over the top and they very well can still miss the playoffs. And this guy has no control left. This was a move I didn't understand. Um, Washington obviously wasn't re-signing the Candyman, Right. And I think Washington wins this trade, even if Chicago goes, well, if Chicago goes on to win a world series. Clearly they don't. Um, but well, I, I, I think mean, this is a trade that Washington won.
1: Yeah. It is what it is. Chicago had to do something. Now, if, say if St. Louis takes three out of four from Chicago, instead of Chicago taking three out of four from St. Louis, does Chicago still look at buying pieces or are they selling?
2: No, Bellinger's not there. They're selling.
1: Uh, Seattle got our namesake, the player to be named later, in exchange yes, for A.J. Pollock AJ and Mark Mathias and an obvious salary dump for the Giants.
2: I think Let's, the salary du- well, salary jump for Seattle, and I also think this yeah. is um, this there was a there was a log jam there it, in the outfield in Seattle, and Pollock just wasn't having a great season, right? Like a negative point, like negative point four WAR, so that is what it is.
1: Yeah, maybe a fresh place. Although if you're going to San Francisco and you're in a left fielder, good luck with that win. Chad Patrick is going to Oakland for Jace Peterson in a deal not many people know about yeah. because it broke way late on the 31st. And then Oakland also got another prospect, Joe Boyle, for, from Chicago for Jose Quas.
2: Not sure, but Quas has a great fastball. I believe he has some team control left as well. Um, obviously, Oakland is going to become Las Vegas, and that's that they need some farm death because their farm system is another system that's really depleted. So, right. I mean, it is, this is what it is in a sense as well. Okay. We, we don't have to really go that far into it. Now that brings us to today. Brad hand
1: goes to Ad, or Yes. Brad hand goes to Atlanta for a double a relief pitcher and Alex Barger as Atlanta gets a bullpen arm that they need. Rich Hill is on the move. He goes to Cincinnati for with Jai man, Choi from Pittsburgh and they will get Jackson Wolf, the number 13th pick from our pick a prospect in San Diego and Estor Suero and Alfonso Rivas.
2: This is Pittsburgh trying to get something for nothing. Well, and they did because this Jackson Wolf kid is six, seven. He's third. He was 13th in San Diego system, mm-hmm. but he has been, wow. They're like, the, his stuff is very good. He just has a little bit of a control issue right now. Um, he can definitely turn into something. So I think this was a good deal for Pittsburgh all around. This is the yeah. 19th team that Rich Hill has played for, I believe. Yeah, it's something like that. It, it's, he's like 150. Uh, Paul DeYoung leaves
1: St. Louis. He goes up north to Toronto for Matt Svonson. This is the Cardinals literally getting something for a player they weren't going to resign. Dion gets a fresh start, and it's going to be utility bat and fill in for... The injured infielder up there, uh, Bachet. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be their second-base shortstop guy up there. So a good pickup for Toronto, a good utility guy, and they give up somebody who wasn't in their top 30.
2: Yeah, no, uh, this is, I think this is a good deal for uh, for Toronto, truthfully. Uh, Justin
1: Verlander goes back to Houston in favor of the 68th prospect in MLB and Houston's number one overall, Andrew Gilbert, an outfielder. And Ryan Clifford, the number fourth overall, who's playing in A-plus ball in Houston. So the Mets get a few good prospects for another player they're going to be paying for a good
2: long time. Yes, I don't really – I mean, so Verlander, they're also getting like $54 million to Houston's getting like $54 million for Verlander. Mm-hmm. There was a short period in time where I thought he may be coming – to uh to baltimore just based off everything that was being said on twitter i have a feeling a lot was asked and i'm kind of glad he didn't come but also sad he didn't come based off what we got um well apparently he was
1: only willing to waive his no trade clause to go to houston or the dodgers
2: oh wow okay i see i did not see that um but yeah i mean these are these are two good outfielders that the mets got as well uh clifford and gilbert both are really good Gilbert should be here sooner than Clifford, but they say Clifford has the ability to be a better player than Gilbert uh, if he develops the right way, but he's kind of one of those wait and see. Michael Lorenzen goes from Detroit
1: to Philadelphia, which I don't know why Philadelphia is trying to get anybody in favor of Yao Lee, a second baseman, number five in the Phillies organization.
2: Um, so it, it does make sense. Because Philly is right there. In uh, the wild card? Yeah, they are in the wild card right now. They're in, in the wild card. And Howie Lee is... So, thank God MLB pipeline is kind of updated here. Uh, Howie Lee is number six in Detroit's organization now as far as their prospects go. You're going to have to talk about this one. Peter Strz... z Strez- Strez- uh, sure. I'll be honest. This is kind of to- where the... They got crazy, and I don't know much about this guy, Andrew Shafflin. Uh, Shizuki, I did a little bit of research on Shazic. He's, he's not a top prospect. Um, it,
1: he's going to Arizona,
2: and Chapin is going to Milwaukee, by the way. Yeah,
1: that's we can leave that there. Uh, Jake Berger, in one of the surprise trades, goes to Miami. He is third overall in the AL home run chase. In favor of Miami's number fourth overall prospect, Jake Etter, who is going to
2: the White Sox. Jake Etter Jake slid right into that fourth spot for the White Sox, too. Um, this kid has plus stuff. Uh, Berger should be interesting to see. This trade makes sense to me for Miami as well as the next trade that we're going to get to with them. They were – he is he was third in the AL in home runs, and Miami was like 28th overall in home runs. So That's they needed that power But they they needed a power bat. I mean, they only play half their games at home. So, you know, it's they needed a power bat, and this is the guy that they got. And I'm okay with it.
1: Austin Hedges goes to
2: Texas from Pittsburgh for international money. So basically, we got traded again, because international money turns into that player to be named later. later. All
1: right. Uh, Austin Hedges, a serviceable catcher who's going to be – uh, Jonah Heim's insurance, I guess. Uh, I think on how injured, uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure
2: Heim is actually injured right now.
1: Okay. Um Tommy Pham, another former Cardinal outfielder that got traded because of a log jam, goes to Arizona in favor of Jeremy Rodriguez, the number 27 in the Mets organization now. Pham's a good player. Not sure if Pham it does anything for Arizona, but
2: it well, is what it is. I think I think he's going to help them in a sense. Arizona's right there in that in the in the playoff hunt as well. So they had to make a move. They needed a bat. He's that bat. Right. And obviously it, it, it didn't hurt the Mets to pick up another prospect cuz like I said, they're targeting a 2024 at the earliest, but most likely 2025, 2026, another push. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, getting prospects is a great thing, but there
1: are a lot of people in New York that are not happy. Kenyon Middleton goes to the Yankees in favor of Juan Carella of the
2: White Carrella, Sox. Yes. Don't know anything about these two. What you got? I don't know much about either of these guys either. Uh, I was getting ready to look up Corella, but I'll be honest, I got tied up at work as all this came through. Everything else I was able to look up as we went along. Jeremy and Jackson goes to the Mets.
1: And the Angels get Dominic Leone. The Angels are still uh, bolstering this, a
2: bullpen. Yes, and this was a pretty good trade for the Angels in my opinion. But once again, the division that they play in, I, I don't know if it helps. We'll see. Cleveland gets Jan
1: Segura and Khalil Watson from Miami in favor of their first baseman,
2: Josh Bell, who has not had a great year. No, and one thing I will tell you about uh, Watson, let's see where he ended up. He is 15 overall for Cleveland. He was pretty high up in that Miami organization as well. So Gura was immediately let go. There were a few
1: players that were immediately DFA'd today. One of them, Colton Wong, who is officially done in Seattle. Uh, What was the other one I sent you? I sent you another
2: one earlier today. I don't remember, but I do know there was one more. Uh, there were a few more trades that are not on our list that I do just want to touch on. Um, Scott Barlow. We have one solid, more
1: trade to talk about, but we're going to save that for later. Go ahead. Yeah,
2: Scott Barlow um, went to the dads. Um, oh, Josh Harrison. Kansas. Josh Harrison. Yes, Josh right. Harrison. Uh, so the Padres picked up Scott Barlow. Very good back end of the bullpen piece. Um, did we talk about the Lorenzen deal? We did, yes. Yes, we did. Um, There was
1: another deal that almost happened
2: that didn't happen. Do you want to talk about that one right now? Yeah, let's talk about that, because I've seen some interesting takes on this.
0: Eduardo
1: Rodriguez was going to be traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers, except he said, oh, nay, nay, that's not happening. He vetoed the trade, killing it. We don't know what the Dodgers were going to send the other way, but he informed the Tigers... That uh, he was going to go to L.A. And why would you not go to a team
2: that's probably going to win the World Series? He, I mean, so, okay, so first of all, people were giving him a hard time. Like, oh, why wouldn't you want to go to a team that's going to win? Why wouldn't you want to do this? Why would you want to stay on a team that's going to lose? Well, he wanted to stay closer to family. And that's the reason why he had that. He had a 10-team no-trade clause, and the Dodgers were on that list. I'm going to assume that the other nine teams on that list
0: were were probably most—
2: West Coast okay. teams. So, I mean, that's that. He, you know, one thing that I'm going to go on a quick soapbox, because I know we're sure. tight on time a little bit. No, we're not. Go um, ahead. But you have if a if a team enacts a contract great by the team, it's smart business. If a player enacts something on their contract, well, they're selfish. Yeah, I, I I hate that. I hate that hypocrisy. Complete, completely agree with you. I was hoping that Erod was coming here. I was hoping he was coming back home. Probably not. I mean, Uh, so
1: let's get to the trade. We both care about. And that happened today. Jack Flaherty was supposed to start tonight against, I believe the Cardinals were playing the twins and he did not. It was announced er before the start of the game that he was actually traded to the Baltimore Orioles. Flaherty is a front end starter and, figures to be the fourth guy in Baltimore, third, fourth guy.
2: Probably going to be our number two guy, to be honest with you. Um, hmm. I think we're going to end up going with a six man rotation also. Um, one thing That's that I good. haven't, well, well, let me explain to you why. One thing that I haven't talked about on this show is a lot of these arms that we have pitching right now, if we're going to make a playoff run, which we obviously plan on doing, Right, a lot of these arms are going to see innings that they've never seen. So I think it's going to be an innings management for a lot of the guys. A lot of these guys. I think that's part of the reason why Wells was also sent down. Um, mm-hmm. So and, and Flaherty's going to be that guy to where if he rolls out there and he has a rough first three innings and he's at like 60 pitches and the game's at like eight nothing, guess what, dude? You're probably going 90 to 100, however far we can get you off that. He's going to mm. eat the innings. He's a, he's a veteran arm. I don't. At first sight, I hated the deal. At second thought, I don't. We didn't give up much from an aspect of what... I have a question on what you guys gave up. Okay. Zach Uh, Showalter. Not related.
1: Okay. You Uh, guys also gave up Cesar Brito? Yes. Who is uh, number 16th in the O's organization.
2: And Drew... Nine.
1: Number nine in the
2: Cardinals organization.
1: Do I assume go went from
2: 18th to 10th or 11th? 10th? No. Drew Rom. So this is actually really interesting. Drew Rom is 26th in the Cardinals organization. And Zach Showalter, who was not ranked in the Orioles organization, is number 23 in your organization. How, so assume, how does that work? Positioning? I'm going to assume it may have to do with maybe MLB Pipeline wasn't as up-to-date as it could have been um but yeah i i don't know um i think you guys will see rom this season i think you'll see him this season in the Cardinals uniform um he was talked about coming up in spots for the o's already this season he's been around for a little while um solid stuff i'm in i'm very interested in the prado piece of this for you guys he's a middle ed infielder we had a log jam at middle infield so do we that's why i'm interested but he is your second highest rated infield prospect now because sugishi how do you say it sure uh the he's another guy you just picked up he um he's in double a and prado is in triple a and prado is third right now everybody above them besides mason wynn is a shortstop so maybe prado goes to second but we had a log jam so i didn't i didn't hate this deal cuz prado was never going to see the light of day on a Orioles on an, on an on an Orioles uniform. He wasn't. Well, I mean, you look at what's
1: going on with the Cardinals right now. Mason Wynn is our future shortstop, especially with Pauly D gone. And if Brandon Donovan's healthy, he's gonna be our utility guy. We I, I you have a bunch of people to play at second base. Is Donovan under Keen control moving forward? I believe he's got one more year left. I'm not hundred percent on that, but still
2: I'm gonna check that while you. His talk. season ended. You know, give so. Me some of so, as it as a as a fan of a team that did a lot of selling, and let's be honest, it's not something that you're used to. Tell me your thoughts on years, the Cardinals and the and the reload that they did.
1: The guys we gave up, we probably weren't gonna resign. DeYoung was as good as gone. We may have gotten him on a veteran. Contract if nobody else wanted him, but at least we got something, albeit I don't know how good that something is. With Flaherty, probably weren't gonna sign him anyway. And if we were gonna sign him, it was gonna be for a lot more money. Uh oh well, Donovan's
2: under a lot of team control.
1: Jordan Montgomery, he he was. I don't know, Jordan Hicks, I don't know Chris Stratton. None of these guys were probably gonna get re-signed. And if they were the Cardinals would have been asked they're getting a lot of salary from what Moselak has said, as far as I know, and th- th- this is all Facebook conjecture. He's going to go after some free agent guys and he absolutely needs to, you know, I'm disappointed. We didn't get rid of an outfielder. I thought Dylan Carlson was as good as gone. Um, because we have a lot of outfielders
0: to play, not a lot of positions. um, This is going to be a make or break off season for Mozalak because he,
1: he, we can call it a screw up with Contreras. I think maybe we should give him the rest of the year and into the next before we call it a a bad contract, but that was a mistake. Especially the way that Marmol has handled it. And the, the combination of those two with this roster is the reason we're in where we're in. Make no mistake. This is not necessarily all on the players. There's a lot of stuff going on between the manager and the front office working together to sabotage this team. This is a lost year. You know, 1997 was a lost year when we had Maguire hitting all those home runs. We went to the playoffs in 96, you know, and we ran into the Braves and their bolted three Hall of Famers. 97 was not good for us. 98, we had Maguire, but even then we finished below 500. It wasn't until Pools came up in, I believe, 2001 that the Cardinals actually started having success again. And boy, did we.
2: So, uh,
1: Unless you're the Yankees, every team has a bad year.
2: And the Yankees are having a a not-so-great year this year being in last place. So to give you an idea here of what you guys did, and I think when you look at it from this aspect, obviously prospects are prospects, but like you said, most of these guys weren't coming back. Um, You picked up the 4th, the 6th, the 8th, the ninth the 23rd and the 26th prospect now in your organization. So in your, in your MLB top 30 through MLB pipeline, you picked up almost a one-third of, of, of your top 30 right now because you guys picked up nine guys and all nine of them. You guys picked up 10 technically, but the 10th guy is not in there. But uh, nine, nine out of those 10 guys are now ranked in your top 30 for players that I do not believe are coming back to the organization. If they were going to re Hicks, the deal would have got done. Look, he he did he did good for what he was
0: doing. He did good, but it's gonna, the off season is going to make or break whether he has a job next year. It's it's going to be as simple as
1: that because if he stands pat and doesn't bring in starting pitching, doesn't b- utilize some of the extra outfielders we have, and doesn't get us a catcher or a backup catcher that can actually hit the baseball. We're going to be in trouble, again, in a division that we could win. not too, With not too much effort, we could win. If we had starting pitching and we had defense that could make the plays, we'll be fine. Honestly, I'm, you can say whatever you will, and, and it's whatever, and it's whatever. The World Baseball Classic screwed the Cardinals greatly because they had their almost their entire Major League Ball Club Miss spring training to be in the World Baseball Classic. And like we never recovered. That
2: that's giving them game reps.
0: No, it's not. New manager. You didn't get in the system. You missed
1: almost all of spring training. You weren't ready to start what you did. That's like, that's like saying, hey, we're going to bring this guy up into the playoffs to give him major league experience. It's not what you do there. You don't get ready for the season by putting yourself in a pressure cooker immediately. It doesn't work like that. But that's neither here nor there. That's just me trying to find reasoning to blame somebody for this abysmal season other than Marmal and, and Mozellac But that's whatever.
2: I mean, you got I anything Marmal else you want to add to this? I think Marmal is a, uh, is a cancer in that clubhouse, I'm going to be honest.
0: The way he handled the Tyler O'Neill thing, yeah, um,
2: yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I guess well, let me um let me just kind of run through something here with you, something sure. that I want you to be unprepared for. Okay. AL East standings currently are Orioles, Rays, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Yankees. The what latest, team... the
1: Yankees have been in last place since in like fifty years.
2: Um. What team out of that division wins the division?
1: I think you got to go with the Orioles. Okay. The Orioles, Toronto is going to make a push, but Boston didn't do it. Did we say Boston's name once? They traded
2: away Kike Hernandez.
1: Yeah. So Boston didn't make themselves better. I'm not sure the Yankees made themselves better. In fact, there's a lot of people in the Bronx that say they did not. Yeah, mean, they
2: they just basically stood pat.
1: It, I mean, you, it's a three team race with Tampa, Toronto, and Baltimore. And
2: I, you know, I I've been I've had In tempered Toronto optimism. I, Toronto just lost, just did not. They didn't. They've lost the last two games to those, so they're now seven and a half back of the of the Orioles. And Tampa's a game and a half out. So yeah, really, games, it's, it's three a three two team losses. race. Yeah, it's a two team race. So. um the AL Central standings currently are Twins, Guardians, and then I don't really feel like I need to say the other three teams. How ba- how far back are the Guardians? Two games out. Two out of the wing column. I'm
0: not sure I hate anything that they did. But I don't think they got much better.
1: I mean... Did they get better by with addition by subtraction? Anytime you take a starter out of your lineup in favor of somebody who's unproven, I'm not sure you get better unless that guy is, unless it's Bobby Bonilla for
2: Albert Pujols. So this is what I'm going to say in this instance. I don't really think the twins did anything to make themselves better either. I I agree with you. So at the start of the season, I feel like we both had the guardians better than the twins. Do you still think that stands or do you think with the subtraction of Savelli? The Guardians did get worse. And the
0: injuries also in the rotation. I don't think it matters too much. Sorry, who who you going with the winner division?
1: Ask me on October first. Nope, I'm asking you now. I am not gonna give you an answer.
2: Sorry, so I'm just gonna We'll see we'll see
1: game one sixty three. How about that? So you think, okay,
2: that's whatever.
1: The, um, the 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 division's too close to call, and the teams are too mediocre to for for anybody to jump ahead.
2: Okay. So okay, that's so it, I'm just gonna say you to say, say the Twins because they have a two game lead. Um, yeah, it's it, it's ridiculous. So the AL West, the rain, it's currently Rangers, Astros, Mariners, Angels. Angels and Mariners are tied. Um, they both have the same winning percentage. The Mariners are just no, they don't. Their...
1: The, Mar- the Mariners have a better one by percentage points. That's why they're third and fourth.
2: No, they're both at 519. The Mariners have just played one less game.
0: They played two less games.
2: Whatever. Um, I'm assuming we believe this is a two-horse race. Which horse run the, won this race?
1: Houston did better at the trade deadline than
2: what Texas did. Are you Just by getting so you don't so you think Verlander is better than Scherzer
0: always and forever yes okay. uh, it's interesting to point out that the records of all of these
1: teams in their home and away splits are impressive given the fact that I mean, just the dichotomy between what's going on in the Central on the away records and the West in the away records, really the East in the away records. The Central is god awful. But Houston's going to win this division, but it's going to be really close. And I would love to see this one in a tie as well. And that game 163 be between Verlander and Scherzer on the mound. Like um, Major League Baseball would cream themselves to have that kind of a storyline especially if that's the second half of a double hitter with Cleveland and Minnesota playing at like four Oh five and then Houston and Texas playing at eight Oh five.
2: That would be wild. Um, That would
1: be the best thing major league baseball could ever have.
2: So I'm going to just give mine quickly. I'm going to go. O's guardians. I think Cleveland is going to come back and win that division. And uh, I'm going to go Rangers. I'm going to, I'm going to be different on two out of the three with you. Not to be Um, fair. I didn't call the central.
1: So you're only different on one and a half out of the three.
2: Okay, fine. Uh, In the NL East, the Braves are 11 games up. Do we even need to discuss that division?
1: 1964, 2006, or was it 2011? And the 2019 Blues. No playoff team is assured. No team is assuredly out until the X or Z is next to their name. But yes, the Braves are winning this division, going away. Philly is in a wild card. They're Philly and, and Miami are going for wild cards at this point. You, They will not catch Atlanta unless Atlanta falls apart. And if Atlanta falls mm-hmm. apart, that team needs to be dismantled this offseason.
2: So um, in the NL Central, we have the Reds, the Brewers, the Cubs, the Pirates, and the Cards. I think you and I both will count out the Pirates and the Cards. Um, 11 and
1: a half games back is not insurmountable,
0: sir. Yes, they're done. They are um, absolutely done.
2: Pirates are nine and a half
0: out. Do the Cardinals finish in last place? It's a tough question. The fan in me you says don't have ab- answer the,
1: the fan in me says absolutely not because, you know, you know how I feel about Pittsburgh. Just everything and everything about Pittsburgh. And I don't want to see the Cardinals ever finish in last. But I don't know what either team's playing for at this point. Pittsburgh's yeah. playing not to be in last, and the Cardinals are getting experience for the young guys for next season to see who they can trade away and who's replaceable. Cause we're going to need a second baseman. It looks like because modern is not an answer.
2: After what I think you have that in your organization. I, um, I believe we do
1: too. So it's really down to goes. three. I don't know what the Cubs did that made them any better or really made them any worse. I'm not sure what Milwaukee or, and Cincinnati didn't do a damn thing.
2: And I, I are a that. half game up in first right now.
1: Because they've played one more game, I and don't know Com- why
0: Cincinnati didn't do anything. They're young, that's why. I mean, they're going to have the rookie of the year.
2: We we can argue about that on a different show because you know we're doing another baseball show before the season.
1: They're so. they're going to have the rookie of the year. He it's already the media's already put their faith behind him. The Reds are also twenty eight and twenty six at home. That's bad. It is bad, but they are thirty one and twenty four on the road.
2: But still, you got to win home games. At home in the playoffs to win. So, you, you, I'm, I'm not letting you cop out on this Central. You don't have a, you don't have a dog in this. place like you do with Cleveland. Okay. Uh,
1: um, yeah, I do. I, I'd like to see the Reds win, just because you know, fuck Milwaukee too. But okay. Yeah, I'd like to see the Reds win. I think it'd be a really
2: feel good story for Joey Votto to get in the playoffs. In the West, we have the Dodgers, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, the the Dads, and the Rocks. Rockies are done. The Padres um, are done. Uh, Padres, I, I agree, they are done for the division. Are you? Uh, I'm Anybody this, that's
1: below 500 at this point in the National League is done.
2: Um, tell me where you you stand on the uh, the division here between the the Dodgers, and the Giants, and the, the Snakes. I'm never ever gonna bet against the the Dodgers
1: ever again, unless it's unless they're playing the Cardinals in the playoffs, because they just don't beat the Cardinals in the playoffs. Uh, the Dodgers are going to win this division. San Francisco is playing above their heads and have all season. They will fall. The Diamondbacks will get better and they will be a, a wild card team.
2: All right. So uh, I'm in agreeance there with the Dodgers. Now, really quickly, we got a little bit of time left here. Sure. Your, I'm, I'm going to your current wild cards. So I'm cutting out Cleveland and everybody below Cleveland, six games back of the wild card. In my opinion, their only real shot is the division. So you have the Angels three games out, Seattle three games out, Boston two games out. Toronto is your third seed, with Houston being your second seed, and Tampa being your first seed, wild card. Give Boston me your three teams. Well. Give me your three teams and tell me who just misses.
0: Can I say chalk? I You're feel like I like. It if, I feel like the white. Maybe not the seeding.
1: Because obviously I said Houston was going to be Texas, but, but you would so you would just replace
2: Texas with Houston then.
1: I say the Angels are the closest on the outside looking in that are going to make a push for all, because of all the stuff they did. But I like the six teams that are in, maybe just not in the order they are in. I do apologize. The Yankees are three and a half out because I did say everybody below Cleveland. Right, like I, the Yankees didn't do too much. I don't think Seattle did enough to get him over the hump and didn't do Seattle didn't pick up enough pieces to keep pace with what the other teams ahead of them picked up and Boston didn't do anything either. So, but Seattle's hot right now, but I still like the angels. I think the angels are going to push for that third wild card. I just don't know if they have enough to get past Toronto or Texas or Tampa. They damn sure ain't going to catch Tampa.
2: So we, we, we both agree with Tampa. I, do believe that there is another team coming out of the West? I said Houston was going to win the division. No, you said Houston was going to win the division. I said Texas, so I'll put Houston there. Um, and then my third seed is going to be the Los Angeles Angels.
0: I just I don't I'm not sold they have enough. I'm not sold they did enough.
1: Uh, let's look at the National League. It's the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Reds right now. <clears throat> They are your division leaders. Philadelphia is up a half a game, as is San Francisco on the third wild card spot, Milwaukee. And then sitting right outside the line, Arizona is at half game out. Miami's a game out. The Cubs are three and a half out. And then you have the Padres at five and a half. The Mets at six and a half. Pittsburgh at nine. So we're going to cut off everybody who's not 500. So the Cubs are in. The Padres are out. Probably looking at five teams for three spots
2: here, Dan. Who you got? Um, so that's my big hit of copium because I'm putting the Padres in at the third
1: seed. But we said the Padres weren't in gonna be
0: in. You there. said they weren't in. I we cut them off because they are three games under 500. Hear me out. Three teams above them don't have a plus run
2: differential.
1: They have to leapfrog four teams to get into the playoffs. They play in the West where they Two have to play. Two of those play, teams are in the divisions. Right. They have to play Arizona. They have to play the Dodgers. They have to play San Francisco. Multiple times for the
2: remainder of the year. For the purpose of this and the purpose of our time frame, fine. I'll leave out San Diego, but I did take a hit of copium. Um, my three teams that are in is going to be um, in no order. Do you want me to give them an order? No, just give uh, me your three teams, Miami, Arizona, and Philadelphia. So no Milwaukee. I like no it. Milwaukee.
1: All right, let's go to our favorite segment
0: of the show. And that give is me your team. That-
2: give me your three teams.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess I should. Huh? Um. I'm going to agree with you, Arizona, San Francisco, Philadelphia. All right.
1: Uh, Let's go to our favorite segment, and that is stats that cannot possibly be true, but are. I will hammer out a name for this, maybe even an intro as well. Dan, did you know that Wolverine and Deadpool cannot be circumcised because of their regeneration properties?
2: Yes, I did.
1: Did you know Dak Prescott is one of five quarterbacks in the Super Bowl era to start three-plus division playoff games and go winless? The one to do it prior
0: to him was Tony Romo. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Did you know that Nathan Horton
1: officially played his last game on April 8, 2014, his last official goal was April 9th, 2014. Yep. That was because that he scored a, He scored the only goal before Rich Peverly's heart attack, which was later made up on April 9th. He was injured and did not play the rest of the season, so his last official goal became a day after his last official game. Let's stay in the NHL. Do you know who Chris Draper is? Goalie? Not even close. Hard. Hard nails, the heart and soul kind of guy won four Stanley Cups with the Detroit Red Wings, who acquired him from the Winnipeg Jets for one American dollar. And the guy oh. went on to win four Stanley Cups with Detroit. Uh, we're going to stay in the NHL. Bernie Nichols is one of six players to reach 150 points in a season. He did so in 1989 and finished fourth in the scoring race. Because of guys like. Gary Curry, Mario Lemieux, and of course, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, let's move along. How about Chad Henney is retired with more rings than Aaron Rodgers, Dan Marino, Philip Rivers, Warren Moon, and Jim Kelly combined. Interesting. Hmm. Out of 319 career home runs by Prince Fielder, how many of them were inside the park home runs? Dose. That is correct. In fact, He, and I got to find it here to make sure I read it correctly. I believe he has more inside the park home runs than the speedster himself. Yes, he has hit two inside the park home runs. Ricky Henderson only had one. So you're going to win yourself a free drink if you ever guess that. If you're in Detroit, I guess. Last one, we're going to come up with, let's go with some baseball. Kyle Schwarber is the only MLB player. To ever have multiple extra base hits, draw three-plus walks, and drive in all of the team's runs in a victory
0: since the RBI became an official stat in 1920. That's That's a lot of qualifiers.
2: All right, so... I got something to add here. Sure. On this day in 1994... Baltimore's Cal Ripken became the second player in history to appear in 2,000 consecutive games, and the Orioles shut out the Twins 1-0. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cal, Cal Ripken went on to hold that Iron Man record streak, and that is a streak that will never be broken. I agree with you on that, but
1: congratulations to a guy that never really tried hard enough to get himself hurt.
2: That's a hot take.
1: I'm just saying, that's one thing that really bothers me. You have all of these... Records that are career accumulative records, if you get what I'm saying, where you play long enough at a high enough of a level, you're going to get a record somewhere. You know, nothing against Nolan Ryan. Threw seven no-hitters. Great guy. Shit ton of strikeouts. Never won a Cy Young award, which meant he was never the best pitcher in his league at any given time. But he played for 24 years. That's great. And he threw a lot of pitches and... You know, he did a lot of great things, but if I'm making a top 25 list of starting pitchers in baseball history, Nolan Ryan's not in the top 15,
0: maybe not in the top 20. Career accumulative records. <laughs> Any, anything else you want to add? No, I'm
1: good.
2: I've talked talked enough this show.
1: All right, what you can expect from us coming up next week, you are going to get a watch-along, a SummerSlam match. We are going to pick at random after we talk about what happened at SummerSlam, which is this Saturday. You're also going to start getting our NHL previews. We're going to give you the Western Conference, the Eastern Conference, then we're going to hook up the NFL because the first preseason game is Thursday between the Jets and the Browns. And we're going to see a bunch of players we don't know who they are, Dan. Because we know the big stars are not going to be in Canton. And then we'll go from there. You're going to get a bunch of other stuff. But that's what you can expect from us. I'm going on a mini vacation. Much needed time away from this place. Dan's still going to be the troll underneath the Baltimore Bridge. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to thank you all for listening. And just remember, if your team's not doing so hot, it can always be. The player to be named later Seattle, who can make your team better. So ya